0: Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me as always are my co-hosts, TJ Peterson and Alex Lopez. Joining us today, very special guest, uh, friend of the show, this is your second time on, Uh, (laughs) Former Florida Panthers player, Florida Panthers analyst, NHL Network correspondent, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Lindsay. Billy, how are you doing today?
1: Everything is going good. A little break uh, without hockey here, so a little uh, recharging of the batteries. and I mean, I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to start this uh, late drive for the Stanley Cup playoffs and playoff seedings and get ready for the playoffs with this Panther team. It's going to be an exciting last couple of months to the season.
0: Yeah, so uh, the last time that the Panthers really made a real splash uh, in the playoffs, I don't know if you remember it, Billy, uh, but it was way back 20 25, 26 years ago. Uh, <laughs> so you were obviously on that team and that's a lot of why we wanted to bring you bring you on for this. Uh, I mean this team is something special and I wanted to get your uh, I wanted to get your take as a, as a former player, someone who won a few playoff rounds with the Panthers played in the Stanley Cup final for this team. Uh, I kind of wanted to get your firsthand take about uh, what are what are some of the key differences between the team that uh, that you were on that made it to the finals and the team that's headed uh, headed for a pretty good run uh, this year.
1: This team's much more talented. This is by far the most talented team the Panthers have ever iced in the history of the franchise. As far as the group that they've got together, the nucleus that they've been able to assemble through the draft with Barkov, with Eklad, with. Huberto and uh, with some signings, Bill Zito's done an excellent job, a tremendous job of adding around that core nucleus that's kind of come up together, but extremely talented group. We in 96 went to the playoffs. We had a group that worked hard, had that chemistry. And we're able to just get by on our hard work and timely goal scoring. And our superstar was in net John Van Beesbrook. We had didn't have superstar on the team, but the one superstar we had in net was Van Beesbrook And he carried us a long way. He made a lot of important saves at key times. But the difference with this team and this that Panther team is the talent. And what we've seen so far from this Panther team this year is that there's a lot of chemistry and hard work behind it. There is the talent on the ice, but what makes talent really tick is that you've got to have an internal fortitude and internal drive to really make that talent come out and flourish. And so the product that you're starting to see on the ice and what's lacked, if you're wondering why they haven't won a playoff series since 96 is really the chemistry off the ice in the dressing room. It, really, it hasn't been there for such a long time and it really started to develop last year with Patrick Hornquist coming in, bringing in some leadership, Joe Thornton this year some mentors, some guys that are veterans in this league that have been there that won Stanley Cups. Carter Berheggis won a Stanley Cup in Tampa Bay. So they've been able to impart that. So the big product that you're seeing on the ice with all the talent and the success that they're having, what gets me most excited about it is that off the ice, there is a chemistry and there's a belief. And in 96, what propelled us so far is that we were, reliant on one another we pushed each other we held each other accountable and you really did not want to let that guy down beside you you were more worried about letting the guy down beside you than you were about playing poorly for yourself because everyone on that team worked so hard and you sat next to a guy that was working so hard and you're like if I don't work that hard I I just can't really live with myself when I go home at night and when you got that kind of dynamic in a dressing room then really good special things can happen onto the ice. And you're starting to see that from this Panther group last year was uh, building blocks in the right direction. They've continued it this year. Now they've got to be able to answer the bell in the playoffs when it matters most. That's the only lingering question left over this team is what they can do when they get in the playoffs, when it matters most, because This is now back-to-back regular seasons where they put up extremely good numbers, a good chance to win the division title. Now they have to have the proof in the pudding in the playoffs.
2: I, I couldn't agree with more with you in terms of how you can see the growth off the ice. And one of the ways you can see it on the ice is the Panthers. You can essentially put the, put the players names in a blender and spit them out onto the ice and you get chemistry. I mean, that's the one thing that, you know, whoever's been the head coach this year has been able to do is, you know mix and match the lines and find chemistry and you know if it's not working one one night you switch it up and all of a sudden you find chemistry and you're back you know two goals later you're back in the game it's really you know that's one of the better points i've heard about this team is that they work so well together and and i do agree with you you know joe thornton and hornquist like they've kind of brought that mentality of what it takes to win in the stanley cup though i do have to ask you one thing you know we were talking about the differences which team had the better number 11 on the ice well, that's, that's,
1: that goes without saying, I'm, I'm not, I'm so not. So it's re- clearly re- you then. I'm going <laughs> to relinquish that to Jonathan. <laughs> um, he's going to be him and Barkoff. are going to go down as the all time, two of the great all time Panthers, maybe the all time great Panthers in history, the way that they're tracking. If we were able to keep them for the their whole career, that would be awesome. We know how things work with reagency agency and everything down the line, but we've got Barkoff tied up for a lengthy period of time. I would expect Jonathan Huberto to, to get an extension sometime, either this summer or over shortly at the start of next year. So they're going to be with us for, for another four, five, six years at least. And they're just going to continue to pile up the numbers and the points. And Jonathan Huberto, to him, you talk about me. Uh, yeah, I was a plugger, <laughs> got it done at certain times, scored a good goal. But Jonathan Huberto is on an elite level where we've never had a, a Panther lead the league in scoring at this point in the season. Sure. And to me, and to me, the gro- gro- growth of Jonathan Huberto, where he came in at as a rookie. And when he was around 185, 190 pounds, now he's 210 pounds. He's on the penalty kill. He's got an added dimension to his game he's become more of a 200 foot player more of a leader in the locker room his strength I don't believe he gets enough credibility for his strength and ability to ward off defenders while he has the puck on his stick and then he has the elite playmaking ability to go with it and he's able to elevate the players around him and it was a really big statement this year with Barkoff out of the lineup and Jonathan Huberto what he did with that stretch with Barkoff out of the lineup showed me really the growth in what's happened with Jonathan Huberto that he's able to carry a team with some injuries and single-handedly with his offensive capability really put the keep the Panthers in that playoff conversation keep them at the top of the standings so Jonathan Huberto number the only the only coincidence between us between me and him is that we wore the same number (laughs) that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty much where it ends I had a I had a Sorry, there's a helicopter going by here. One second.
2: This is what happens when you podcast from Florida. You know where it's not raining and there's
1: seagulls and, <laughs> and helicopters
0: it's not freezing in the middle of February. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you got helicopters. But uh, yeah, so it shows uh, uh, the only comparisons between me and Huberto is the same number and uh, totally different style of players. Uh, uh, Ryan Lomberg would would be a comparison for me, and I would I would gladly take that comparison. Um, I believe what Ryan Longberg played a lot like I did uh, with the feisty style and kind of getting under the skin of the opponent. So if, it, if I was able to translate kind of me to a former Panther on this team, it would be Ryan Longberg. I would really love that comparison because I love the way that kid plays in every aspect. But uh, Jonathan Huber, he's a he's a legitimate superstar in the NHL. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about him having a chance along with Barkoff and Ekblad this, what they've been able to go through some hard times and really stay with, stay with it and stay the course. And now they've added the pieces to the puzzle around him to have a legitimate shot at the cup. And that's what, that's what matters most to all these players. It's to get in the NHL is one dream. And then to stay in the NHL, that is realizing another dream. Once you are NHL regular, there is only one dream that you want to fulfill and that's winning a Stanley cup. It still hurts me. And I still have some regret that I don't have a Stanley cup on my resume, but this group to see a Panther team win a Stanley cup would put, would put a a lot of that unease that I had of never winning a Stanley cup to see this franchise, get a cup with these players would mean everything and more to me. It would mean the world to me to see this team finally climb that mountain
0: yeah especially with a fellow number 11 leading the leading the charge there that would be that would really be something and uh, i love the lomberg comparison billy cuz uh, lomberg is uh, of course a podcast favorite here at uh, here at panther 3 and uh, there is also one category in which you are uh, significantly, infinitely even, infinitely better than Jonathan Huberto. And that's a uh, number of point to point slash Panther Puri podcast appearances yearly right. by two to zero.
3: Yeah, I, I we was going to bring him up... on. We got to <laughs> get him on. We I was going to bring on. up what, uh, what Bucci brought up in that, like so many great players, Jonathan Huberto included, have never scored a playoff overtime goal. But nope. Billy Lindsay and Ryan Lomberg, they belong in that category.
1: That's yeah, true. we'll see. Yeah, so
3: that's good. That's
1: and that's what's too about this, this team, the way that it's set up is the third and fourth lines. That's the separator. We have all the talent in the on yep. the top two lines. The separator with this team, and that was what made us good in '96, was our depth in our third and fourth lines. This Panther team with the third and fourth lines, especially with the emergence of Lundell, Reinhardt, Marchmont, with that third line. And then when Lowe is healthy with Lomburg and Hornquist, they tilt the ice in the Panthers' favor, have the ability to score goals. And that is the line to me. Those two lines are, when you watch the Panthers play, it's the third and fourth lines that beat up on the opponents almost every single night. They have the ability to really just even out the ice time. And those third and fourth lines are so productive for the Panthers is why yeah. that's when you're going into the playoffs. Those are those are the, the two lines that you look at to have success. And you mentioned Ryan Lomberg having that overtime goal. Those lines will score big goals and important times in the playoffs if you're going to get through to the Stanley Cup final.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were we were joking about it on our last episode that the way this team is set up, we have two very good first lines, one pretty good second line, and a pretty good third line. We don't have, yeah. like that, that throwaway fourth line that you like to shorten up when, when we're in a, when we're in a tough time, you, you really spread it out and give everyone their time. And this, this team just has so much up and down the
1: lineup. Yeah. It's the (laughs) internal competition. You got to fight for your ice time because they're the guys that they've used, even Max and Mammon, and going down uh, the filtering in through the bodies. We've, they built this organization up that there's depth. If you want to play, you got to play well. And that, that internal competition on the ice. That's why you're going out there. You want to play your best every night, because if not, there's just someone waiting in the wings for an opportunity to take that chance and go. So there is a really healthy internal competition on this team that, that brings out the best in the players and gives the coach Andrew Burnett a lot of flexibility. You talked about the lines and how they're set up. Well, Andrew Burnett has all kinds of flexibility with where he wants to put line players Uh, Reinhardt's played on all four lines I believe at some point (laughs) during the course of this season and just continues uh, to produce at an alarming rate so that that bodes well and Andrew Burnett with the the flexibility with that to tinker with the lineup and just go and when the Panthers too when you can go and you can play your top guys around 18-19 minutes and your bottom guys around 12 minutes it just wears other teams out Uh, Because it's just 30, 45 seconds, get off the ice, 30, 45 seconds, line after line after line after line, and they just berate you. And by the end of the game, you're just on a lot of nights, the opposition is just humiliated or pummeled. (laughs) The the nights when the Panthers don't have success is, is just when they kind of come down to the other team's level. But when they're playing at their best, there is not many teams in this league that can keep up with them.
3: Mm-hmm. And usually you see teams like that that will roll their lines. They, they're more, more typically like the 96 Panthers team, which finished fourth in goals against in the Eastern Conference. I was, I was looking it up, and you would have thought the Penguins were considered such a heavy favorite, but they were third worst in the Eastern Conference in goals against that year. So mm-hmm. we're talking about the Panthers, potential weaknesses in the playoffs, things that they can address at the trade deadline. You look at what they're good at, and it's clear they're good at scoring. Most goals in the league, most uh, best shots on goal percentage in the league, best expected goals percentage in the league. But in terms of defense, they're mostly middle of the pack. And it's got me thinking, like, that 96 series against the Penguins, a lot of the time people bring it up as an example of that like in order to win in the playoffs, you have to play a defensively sound style and that like the freewheeling scoring teams like that 96 Penguins team don't go far. But this team has a lot of ingredients like the depth and the ability to you know, score on you when anybody's on the ice. They don't have to wait for Barkov and Huberto to get out there to potentially get a goal. That's something that can help them in the playoffs. So when you think about that critique, because that was raised by Brian Boucher and uh, Ryan Callahan after the mm-hmm. uh, ESPN Plus game against the yep. Rangers. And I was I was curious what your thoughts on that kind of, I would say skepticism from their point of view, because they weren't necessarily being like, I don't know about the Panthers. When they get in the playoffs, they probably can't win. They were saying like, they're so good. They're so good, but, you know, defense wins championships. Yeah,
1: and, and Brian Boucher, I, I worked with him a lot at the NHL Network. I have respect with him, and I know Boucher Gross, and I understand them. But when you get a chance to see this team up front personal every day, the, the learning experience that they had last year in the Tampa Bay series, which was, to me, the best series in the playoffs, that's a, that's a step in the right direction. You're able to learn from that. And you, you look at Tampa Bay before they won the back-to-back Stanley Cups, where they obliterated everyone in the regular season, and then got swept by Columbus. Well, they went out and addressed that, and they got Pat Maroon and added some some kind of grit and toughness to their lineup. And that's that's the same about this Panther team. I, I, I'm not sure they if you maybe if you just see them one time, but when you see them every day, you realize that they have an edge about them with with Gutis, with Lombard, with four with Marchment beyond their star players, there, there is that toughness in that ingredient that they can, that they, they can kind of wear you down and play that physical style. That's, and teams when, you, when I've been watching the Panthers, especially at home where the Panthers are so good, you're starting to see a lot of teams come in and try and play that trapping style and try and cut down the neutral the neutral ice and take it away and try and prevent that Panther team from having that speed game. They're the best team in the league off the rush and the speed kind of destroys teams, but they've had to revert in some games to dumping the puck in going off that cycle plays, working the four check. And that's, what's really that the Lundell Reinhardt Marchmont. If you go look at this hot stretch that they've had, They had a couple of goals off the rush in the Columbus game, but I counted six straight goals before that that were directly off dump ins, off cycle plays, off four check plays. And so that this team can dump the puck in and they can work, work the four check game and they have a physical element to them. So that's, that's the difference. If you wanted to say like, if you compare Tampa where they were really good a couple of years ago and didn't get it done, This team, to me, is built more like the Tampa Bay team that's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. They've addressed the third line. They've addressed the grittiness. Now, at the deadline, Bill Zito, if you're looking to make moves, it would be more more in lines with what Tampa Bay did the last couple of years with bringing in a Bogosian, a Shen, a kind of a depth defenseman, Savard last year, uh, kind of a – if you need to bring in a veteran defenseman, with a bunch of experience that could be good. Someone up front also could kind of fit that bill. But this Panther team, they 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 can beat you six five, but they also can beat you two to one. I'm fine with that. And Bobrovsky, is there, so uh, Boucher and them can have the have the concerns about them. But seeing seeing this team on a daily basis, that concern to me, I'm not not really that worried about it because when they're at their best, they have the ability and the pushback to kind of grind it out and play that in-your-face style
3: of hockey, if that's the way you want to play it. Mm -hmm. And they did mention that the Vegas game was a good example of them winning a kind of tight checking, you know, little limited scoring chances, not a lot of goals, because that was a two-to-one game until they got the empty netter. So I do want to give them credit for bringing that up. And I actually was just about to ask, and you segued us perfectly into it, the most veteran defenseman, perhaps, that's out there, and Pierre Lebrun just reported that the Panthers have some interest in him, is Mark Giordano, the 38-year-old, who's just coming off like a Norris Trophy win, what was it, three years ago, I think, two or three years ago in Calgary, and is having a decent season in Seattle, but, you know, the, the team around him is letting him down, per yeah. se. Uh, what would you think about that kind of addition for the Panthers at the trade deadline?
1: yeah well i'm not sure where he's at on his contract do you guys know where he's at on his contract this is, this is his final yeah. year it's
0: it's expiring
1: so he's on an expiring deal so that's something you can make work yeah it, that's it you, you you could you could bring in a guy this is this is the one real year with this panther team the way that so you got the barkoff extension that's going to kick in next year that's going to start to hurt your salary cap wise and then the year after that, the Huberto extent, extension and all likelihoods going to kick in. That's going to even cramp you a little bit more on the salary cap. So the salary cap flexibility and where they're at this year with the salaries, this is the real year, the big year that, that you could make the most moves at the deadline and improve your team. So if you want to add a Giordano or a player like that, then you, you have the ability to do that and move around some pieces. So that, that would be interesting to explore. Um, there, there will be some names out there, but Bill Zito this year, to me, uh, he, I believe he'll be active at the deadline just because of that, just because of where everyone sits in their contract position and the ability to add, and you could add on some salary. So I'm interested, and intrigued. Giordano is an interesting name that's been out there. Bench Rot's a name that's uh, I've heard mentioned a lot at some uh, some lines, but you never know how it's going to play out at the deadline. But I will say this: as far, as far as going for it mode, that you you do have a chance this year to add if you want to add a, a player at Giordano on an expiring deal into the mix so uh what Bill Zito has to be careful to do is just make sure he doesn't take anyone out of that locker room that's a key component or a key piece that everyone is real feels is a big big part of that team and I'm sure that he has that same sentiment and has a good vibe of what's going on in that director dressing room so it's uh that's a that's an interesting name thrown out there there'll be a bunch of names thrown out at the deadline but I would expect I would expect a, a couple of, of moves at the deadline, but by, by by Bill Zito. So, would
2: you would you say that the Panthers are likely going to focus on defense, or could you see a you know forward brought in, like a big move forward, like a Claude Giroux kind of thing? Or,
1: yeah uh, yeah, that's that's a big piece. If you look, the, the big the big deals, if you look back at the course of the the big deals at the deadline, they never really ever seem to pan out. Like when you go get the big guy, it just doesn't ever really seem to work out. It never seems to put a team over the hump. It always seems like it's the minor deals. You believe your team's good enough and you just need a little piece <laughs> and are, are, are part of the puzzle here and there. It's If you're trying to hit a home run and trying to get it out in a Claude Giroux, uh, maybe, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look for it. Uh, because one, who do you take the ice time away from? Yeah. who do you plug in and give them that, that ice time too. Uh, there could be a fit on the second line uh, with, with a, with a drew and a possibility of that. So there is a chance of it, but in, in the past, just those huge deadline deals always don't work out in, in my opinion, but we'll see uh, Bill Zito has a better feel for this team than, than anyone. And every, every, every move that he seems to make, has been on the button so far. <laughs> That's it's been pretty. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty amazing what he's been able to do. So, I'll have trust in him that he'll make the right decision at the at the trade deadline with what he wants to do with this team.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's kind of the thing I was talking about in our uh, uh, halfway point podcast. That was a two hour extravaganza. The rent, the rentals, the high price rentals never really work. It's not worth it you, if you're gonna. If you're going to buy at the deadline, get someone you can get, you know, two plus years out of because you just have more opportunity to win that deal. Rentals, the seller almost always wins. But transitioning from the deadline, something interesting came out today from uh, George Richards. It looks like the Panthers installed brand new boards in the, uh, I guess, the Florida Live
0: Now, Florida Live 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 Arena. Uh, f- f- mixing library, up the name me. of the stadium with George's publication. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the Sorry, I always now
2: try. Forum. Yeah, yeah, the Florida Hockey Now Forum. That's what we call it, really. But <laughs> that's um, good. We, we saw that there's new boards, and, and me personally, and I'm like, wait a second, why would you install new boards in the middle of the season? Like, That's a home ice advantage there where you know every single bounce. You know how each dasher reacts. You know how everything – and I'm kind of like, I know it's not that, that big of a deal and it's not going to, you know, all of a sudden the Panthers are going to go from the best home team in the NHL
1: to the worst, but I'm just like, why would you do that right now? <laughs> yeah, boards and stuff, uh, I never really paid it. There was, there's only, the differences in the boards, what you can actually do with them and actually change is, is minimal these days. It was just in the old rinks. Uh, Joe Lewis Arena really stood out. They had really a lively dasher that yellow dasher was really lively in joe lewis arena and just kind of bounced off there and it was an old arena and nassau coliseum had interesting boards and that but the way the arenas are built this day these days that they're almost all the same and the likelihoods so the new boards probably coming in and installed into the boards are going to be pretty much similar to what they're using now there wouldn't be that much that much of a disparity or that much of a difference that the players are going to say, hey, wow, we noticed this huge change in in the boards and how it's bouncing and everything. You'll pretty much get the same bounces and 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 everything. So it's just the boards, the boards get uh, used up and how to play for a while. The only thing uh, if new boards, the only element it will it'll make everything faster. And that's for this Panther team. It, the only thing new boards can do is, is make the puck bounce faster and quicker off the wall and add more jump. And this Panther team is fast and quick. So anything that adds a faster element to it, I believe would only help it. But you're you're looking at our a, a players are not probably even going to know. To tell you the truth, if you told them that new boards were installed and you didn't tell them until two months from now, <laughs> they, they I, honestly, from being there, you, the players probably would not even be able to tell you that new boards were installed in that rink.
2: It probably wouldn't even have noticed if you didn't change the color on the top. I think they went from blue to red. So yeah. that, I think that's the only difference, but that's how, you know, this was a bad question. And I'm a beer league bender and Billy played in the show. It's all right. Is that
1: it's fine. He's like,
2: Oh, Oh, the boards don't matter. And I'm like, no, every different rink I play at, they're completely different. I mean, I have pucks bouncing off my, off the glass and off my back and into the net. And well, the, that it was like, oh, you know, that's, this very, doesn't matter. That's
1: very true for, like when I played in the old days, like the old Boston garden, the odd in Buffalo, the old Montreal floor, every rink had a different size and different structure back then. And the Boston garden was tiny, tiny. So you had to know the bounces off the boards, but now all the arena going up. It's all 200 foot by 85 foot. It's almost yeah. across the league. But when I played back in the nineties, the, 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 Rinks weren't standard size. They were different sizes, different dimensions. And that's why the difference in boards back then, if you're playing at local rinks, if you go to one rink, it it could be a much shorter dimensions, might not have quite the width. or That's why you'll see different bounces off the boards. But when they're really standard across the league like they are now, that's why you pretty much get all – you get the consistency from rink to rink to rink than you would from bouncing around uh, at local rinks where every local rink could be different or back in the day where the old, old, old NHL rinks were, were different from town to town.
2: All right, real quick,
1: Billy, because I know
2: we got to get you out of here. Next year's the All-Star Game. Which event are you making a cameo appearance in?
1: Ooh, cameo appearance in the All-Star Game. There was, wouldn't be much left for me that I could actually do. What'd they, <laughs> have, this, what'd they have this year? <laughs>
0: it's got to be the the shootout uh not not yeah, the you shootout, do the, shootout. The, the, the 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 breakaway skill yeah, challenge the, the breakaway yeah. challenge and reenact re- 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 your your famous goal that's it Billy. yeah
1: <laughs> that, that would be it you know what it's the the skill level with some of these players and what they're starting to do is through the roof it's if you come watch the players and how skilled they are the stuff that you're starting to see on the highlights with Trevor Zegers and these plays that these young kids are making, and the Michigan goals and the mm-hmm. creativity—it's—it's it's expanded. And hockey, to me, at this point, with all the young t- talent that's come in, the infusion, the game is played faster and quicker than it ever was. And it's—it's a—it's a real fun brand of hockey for everyone to come and the Panthers are leading the pack in that category. You come watch a Panther game and you watch the pace they play with and the ferocity, ferocity. It's just fun to watch how how quick and they attack and the pace they play and the skill level, the passing plays that this team's able to put together is is phenomenal and uh, it's brilliant and, and we'll see what happens. So all that being said, the one question is Babrowski and Kenny hold up? It was he, the question mark last year and the same thing this year, the second half and Spencer Knight is going to get some games, but when it comes crunch time, Babrowski is, is the guy that you're going to have to look forward to, to make the big saves at the right time of year uh if this panther team wants to advance they got all the ingredients but Ber- boroski and the goaltending is the one thing that's going to
3: have to measure up in the playoffs mm-hmm. and i was going to say about zegris and the panthers that your bosses at the nhl network must love those those guys because the ratings must be going way up every time uh, yeah it does anything
1: <laughs> yeah they give us a lot to talk about these kids even the even Huberdeau with the that overtime pass the other right. night to Bennett—he wow. was thinking about the Michigan play for a second there behind the net yeah. <laughs> before, yeah. before he went to, before he went to it. But yeah, it's fun to watch the, game, the games. To me, calling the games and being at the arena and watching all these NHL teams—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's electrifying.
3: NHL Network—that's one place. People can find you, Billy. You're also color commentating for WQAM 560, and you're on Twitter. What's your uh, at handle? Do you remember?
1: Lindsay B Hockey. Yeah. There you go. Perfect.
3: I couldn't yes. remember. Excuse it, is it my on my head, even though I, I had to type it in so we could invite you on the show.
1: <laughs> there
3: go. Anywhere else people can find you that I forgot?
1: That's it. Yeah. That's that's pretty much i just use twitter most i'll get out there and post some stuff every now and again but use it for information and that's the best site for information other than that i'm a i'm a dinosaur dinosaur in the social media category
3: one thing i did want to point out before you went you you owned that uh that um somebody tricked you with the the joke that always goes around now on hockey twitter every time someone signs (laughs) yeah (laughs) the three years for someone with no nhl experience yeah, yeah. owned that way quicker than anybody I've ever seen. I I was impressed that like you you owned up to it right away.
1: Yeah, well I scroll through. I'm scrolling through Twitter sometimes just in the morning. I see a comment and then post on it, not even thinking about it. And yeah, then then it got back to me, and I I started you know after I posted, I started to read down the comments, which you probably should always do first. <laughs> <laughs> So after I posted, it, and then I started to read down through the comments, I was like, "Yeah, uh, probably not right on this one." So yeah, congrats on your first ratio, Billy. Yeah, so so I I got I got it out. I'm okay with that though. Uh, it's uh, I'm okay with uh with with getting a little that's, a little that's heat only, on social media and taking that's only on gonna make us
3: love you more, Billy. It's only get, gonna you more.
1: Get, getting caught off guard. It's, it's good. You know, it's you fun go. for, it's fun for the fans. So this Panther team, I've never been asked about this team so much going to the NHL network, going around town, starting to see the buzz. And what I'm really sick and tired of is, you know, the attendance joke that's been around forever. This team can't draw, can't win. But when you have the years of futility that we had, we have to build up the fan, yeah. the trust of the fan base so we did it last year with a really good year we're backing it up this year now it's starting to come and it's the the 90s were, were off the chain it was crazy in the 90s when we were winning and it, you got to every you got to win in south florida and especially yep. out after all those years of losing but the fans are coming back and this team's going to be a hot ticket here in the second half a hugely hot ticket and the FLA live arena is going to be exploding people are going to be coming out and people are going to notice the Panthers and everyone's going to be paying attention in the second half
0: well Billy you were on the ice last time the Panthers won a playoff round now we're looking forward to hearing you in the booth when the Panthers win another playoff round Billy Lindsay thank you so much for joining us today
1: alright thanks could not be more excited let's get it rolling
2: thanks Billy